<laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great. And you? Yeah, doing well. Um, yeah, so my name is Namdi. Um, I'm here in England. Uh, I've got a good friend, uh, Sheldon. Sheldon, are you where? Connecticut or? I'm in Delaware. Delaware, okay. Delaware. Okay. okay. Uh, and and, and uh, is it Antron? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, where, where are you based? Um, I'm based in California. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate uh, the, the, uh, you joining. And, um, yeah, it's, it's actually good to be able to um, hear your story. I've spoken to a number of people that have come out of the of the Bay Area, Jay King, um, um, DOA Allen, um, who, and um, G1 as well. So it's going to be interesting. And even Brian Alexander Morgan, just as people that's, you know, based out of Sacramento parts and stuff. Yes. Um, yes. But are, are you, um, so where were you, um, so if we start off, so, so where were you sort of born and raised? Um, Oakland, California. Okay. Okay. East Oakland, yes. Okay, East Oakland, yes. I, I, I've, um, I've, I've been there a, a number of times when I used to live in, in Los Angeles, but uh, that's been a while. Okay. Uh-huh. It, you know, so I, I guess it's it, it's interesting for us, you know, those of us who um, are now living uh, uh, outside. What was it like growing up in, in Oakland? Um, it was good and it was bad. Um, um I learned a lot. Um, when I was coming up, um, it was a lot about uh, music, you know, and Oakland is still Oakland. You know, um, it has its ups and it has its downs. Um, but it was um, a good time of my life um, because it's like you learn both sides of the um, game, both both sides of the field. and um, But... Um, it was fun. It was fun as a kid. It was great. It was great. And, and I guess growing up, um, you know, most of my guests are into music. So how did you get into into the music, into music as a kid? Um. Well, um, well, um, my mother said I started off at five, and I took the her pots from um, <laughs> down and her um, spoons and forks and I made my own drum set at five years old with <laughs> five hands. Um, but um, um, I went from that to playing at church um, and then from playing at church to playing in um, bands. Um, um, I played in a band with um, uh, Larry Graham's son, Derek Graham. Um, um, then I had my high school band I started off with. Um, um, that's with um, Elijah E.B. Baker, which he should be c- coming on soon. Um, and then from that, uh, we went to the Tonys, and that's how we got there. Okay. So, I mean, so you, um, you expect to, and I guess it, it may be good just for our, our viewers when they watch this to, to get a picture as to, how many of you are in the group now? Then we can then go back to how it's, how it has formed and split up. So currently, how many are in three TOB? Okay, currently it's six members in three TOB now. Okay. Currently, okay. 
if six members. It was uh, five, and then we um, um, added um, LJ um, as another um, um, sentence. Um, great guy, you know, um, talented, you know, and um, but uh, it's um, it's actually six, just like it was when the Tonys started. It was six, so. It's six of us now. Okay. And, and, I, and I guess then, for those of us who probably um, saw Tony, Tony, Tony as three guys, two brothers and a, and, and a friend as, as a front brother, how, how did it originally start when you joined? Um, when I joined, um, Raphael Sadiq, came to me because I was also doing like BMX bike riding and everything else. And um, um, he stopped me at my cousin's um, Tim house. You know, um, Tim is um, my first cousin. That's the third, third guy that you never hear talk or say like anything. That he's the third one. That's my first cousin as well as Raphael Sadiq and Elijah E.B. Baker is first cousins also so it's like um he stopped me and says um he says trying um trying um me and my brother is going to start our own band and i would like to know if you want to be a part part of it and i said okay uh who's all going to be in this band he says me your cousin Tim, my brother Dwayne, Carl Wheeler, um, Elijah Baker, and we wanted to know if you wanted to join and also. I said, okay, sure. You know, I was riding bikes, playing baseball, doing music, so I just said, okay, and it went on from there. Okay. Yes. We just got Elijah that has just joined in. Hi, Elijah. How you doing? How you doing, sir? Sorry for the uh, inconvenience. The link wasn't in my email. They just sent it to me. Okay, no, it's fine. That's fine. No, so Tron was just giving us just, just trying to give us a sense of how he um, he 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 got uh, joined in um, and stuff. But uh, as I asked with Tron, where, where were you sort of born and raised? I was raised in Oakland, California, but I was born in Monroe, Louisiana. I was in uh I was in California, Oakland before I was one years of age. Okay, okay. I was I was literally just born in Monroe, but I was totally raised in Oakland, California. Okay, okay. Sheldon thoughts. <laughs> yeah. But um it, now, just for the both of us, so Tron, what instruments do you play? And, and then Elijah. Uh, me, I play synth and percussions. Those are my two main things um, that I really focus on. Is that? Okay. But that seems two different things. Synthesizers like the keyboard synths. Yes. And then and then percussions like drums. Like as far as. Um, um, congas, okay. uh, um, blocks, um, kabasa, uh, uh, shakers, any, anything that can make a sound. Okay, okay, okay. Flexitone, with 
Anything, yes. Okay. And what about yourself, Elijah? Well, primarily, I'm the bass player of the group. Okay. But I, I, bass is my main instrument. Okay. I mean, so I mean, when you guys danced, when you when when so there were six of you we started. So it was Eliza, Tron, Raphael. Um, you said it was Tim, Dwayne, and was uh, Christian as well. Carl Wheeler. Carl Wheeler. Okay. Um. So, so did did the name already was the name already there? Tony, Tony, Tony. When did when he started, or was that something that as you started, you came up with with the name. The Wayne created the name, so it, it had it had a short life. It was it was probably like established six months before we got in the group. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Now, I think one of the questions we normally would have is then is growing up. Was there any ambitions uh, musically, to, you know, or was it more like was it more like a hobby? Oh. All we all we we all we knew that we was gonna do was play music. It wasn't no other option. We didn't have no plan Bs. We knew we was gonna be musicians, professional musicians, and, and we just stuck to it. And and fortunately we got famous and signed right out of high school. Oh. But we've been playing our whole entire life since the age of five. So as kids then, so you didn't think, okay, we'll get a job and maybe we'll just be playing on the side or? No. no. I mean, you would have got paper rounds and little stuff like that, but no, not for career. We knew music was going to be our career. But, but who is, who had come out of, say, locally that had made it that you could think, oh, you can actually get and make a limb from this? Was anyone that you looked at that thought, oh. Courtney Sisters. Larry Graham, um, Sly the Family Stone, um, Too Short, MC Hammer, the Escobitos. Uh, okay, Escobitos, right? Yeah, Escobito, yeah, Sheila, Sheila E. So yeah, we in Vogue, so we had a lot to know that it was possible. Okay, wow, but then. The, um, the style of music that you guys played then, who, what um, I can probably start with you, Tron, then, and go to Eliza. What, what influence? What musical influence did you have growing up? Who were you? Who was out that you that you thought you honed your skills on? Uh, <laughs> it's an easy one. Um, um, I love the sound of. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but I also love the sounds of groups like Loose Ends. Um, um, I love, uh, let's see, um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, and um, uh, I loved uh, just, it was so many artists. I loved a lot of um, pop artists, uh, just say, um, um, Duran Duran, YouTube, mm. you know, I I loved it all. I did. I just loved it all. Yeah. Mm. What about yourself, Elijah? I was more into the funk. Um, I liked Cameo. I liked uh, Boosty Collins. I liked The Time. I like uh, uh, I definitely my favorite singing group of all times, The Whispers. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's just to name a few, but I, I loved everybody. It, it was a plethora. I could have made. I go all day, but those and James Brown, those are my influences. So then, when you guys then started, was it a case of? Um, because I'm trying to think, what year is it that you guys really came together? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Had a record deal in eighty-eight. Okay, so about eighty-seven. So Sheldon, maybe I'm wrong, but was um, um, oh goodness, what's the name of um, Marvin Riley? Ready for the world? Were they one of the Ready last? World. Yeah, were they one yeah. of the last sort of groups around? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, yeah. Ready for the world. Yeah. Yeah, Ready for the World, like you said, Ready for the World was like right before them. Ready for the World dropped with a regional single, which was Tonight in 84. And then they picked up a record deal with MCA. And that's what really blew them up. But you're talking about that era, 85, 86s. That's when you start seeing, that was like the last stand for the bands. Because a lot of those bands, the cameos and the Confunctions and like that, they had like long-term contracts. Like for example, with Confunction from Vallejo. And they had a contract with um, Mercury. And they signed a contract in around like 77, 78. So by the time 87 rolled around, they had like a 10-year deal, like a lot of those groups. And they were winding down. So exactly. now, even still, even still with Ready for the World, they were winding down because the hits weren't like what they were in like old Sheila, that era, 84, 85, 86. So the Tonys are coming, and, they, and they're carrying on that tradition because at that point, Everything is going to the producer-driven New Jack Swing stuff, but what they're doing is they're carrying on the tradition in every single way, from the musicianship, the songs they're writing, the, the storytelling in the songs, there's humor, there's everything that don't exist in black music now. They were the only ones doing it like that. Okay, so so uh, uh, Tron and Eliza, then when it, when you guys came out in '87. How did you guys um, sort of divide how, you know, songwriting, coming up with the music, um, and just, just creating the, the, the sounds? Everybody just individually wrote their own songs and brought it to the brought it to the pot. And once we brought it to the pot, everybody like, yeah, I like it. And, and we just dive and work with it. And we just picked the songs that was most effective. On the first record on our Who album, that's how I wrote, I'm not gonna cry for you. And um, the majority of the album was written by Tommy and Denny and produced by them. We Tony 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 did about three songs, and Antra had one of those songs at 26.5. And um, and was pain was pain on the first album trying? Yes, 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 it was. Yeah, okay. so them three songs we came up with. Okay, so I see you're uh, not gonna cry. Uh, Tron, did you, you wrote that one? Yes, I did. Co-wrote, I, I co-wrote that with Raphael Sadiq. Um, we also had help with um, Carl um, and uh, um, Dwayne. Also, uh, I guess he kind of did um, something. But uh, yes, yes, it's like it started off in my house. Okay. But uh, by the time you came out with the Who album. Um, were you guys, um, was that, I mean, how was this set up? You know, because I think, as I said, I can only go by what I saw from the Revival album and and, and Soul and Songs of Soul. 
But when you guys started off, what was the the was was the agreement that look, it's six of us, you know, we're, we're all you know one for all, all for one, or was it you guys are the musicians, we're the face, we are Tony, 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 but you guys are, are the backup band, or what was? How was it? The, what was the setup? Well, they always had the three of them as uh, the faces, but we was all still con um, considered a band. Tony, Tony, Tony was not the OJs. It was not like three people singing in a format and had a backup band. Mm -hmm. Him was a drummer, Dwayne was a guitarist, and Raphael was the singer. So I was the bass player, and Travis Carl was the keyboards. So as a unit, you couldn't play with just them three. You need the whole band to make it complete. So they made them the faces, but to perform, you needed all six. So um, when we was rehearsing and doing shows and, and showcasing to get a record deal, it was all six of us. But the record company separated, made it three faces. Well, actually, we signed to the three of the guys decided to a production deal with Tommy and Diddy on a Who album. So no one was directly signed to the record company. They were signed to a production deal. So the deal was Tommy and Denny. So they walked Rafi and Tim and Dwayne in. At that point, they made us back up. Tried to. But when we went to perform and promote the album, they sent the three of them out there to promote it. They didn't get good reviews because I'm in the front with Raphael, Tim and Dwayne performing. I mean, Tim is on the drums. So me, Dwayne, and Raphael is in the front line. And that's where all the showmanship and the choreography is. So they had to bring me out on promotional tour to make it complete. So by the time the second album rolled around, it was a default in the um, contracts with the with Tommy Diddy. They, um, they didn't turn something in the time and we was able to get out that deal. And a record company decided to sign all six members because they saw the value. Mm. So all got signed to the record label, the Revival album. And that's how we became official band. But they still carried it like it was just the three of them. But we was all contra a member. Okay, so, I mean, why why was it, um, I can understand Raphael and, and Dwayne being brothers, but why was Tim um, also allowed to be part of the front free, and then, and yourself and Tron sort of pushed to the back. Who, who, was it within the group um, that said it, or was it Tommy and Danny that said this is how I want we wanted? If I, if I had to speculate, I say colorism. Um, there was a lot of shade that we were, and and their idea of marketing was a good idea because they somewhat resembled. So they they lied and made Tim a cousin. So it made it like two brothers and a cousin. And Tim is no relation to them. Tim is related to Antron. And Raphael and Dwayne is half brothers. And Raphael and myself is first cousins. Our parents are siblings. Wow. Wow. So this is, it kind of reminds me of, um, of what they did at Cameo. I think, Sheldon, I think yeah. that's right. They were Cameo with a band and they just went from a group of and two, three. Yes. Well, what exactly. they did. Yeah, just like you said, what they did, because at that time in the 80s, everything was starting to become more visual. So what they were doing, they were focusing on 
like select members because also during that time the bands economically they were starting to shrink they would have like 10 members or whatever that was but you know it was hard for them to make money so on that end but they were still performing they would still be the band but the focus was on the on the members like the gap band was like that i saw an interview maybe about five years ago and the gap band had a drummer in the group and he was talking about how when they started out it was the same way with tony 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 it was that the the focus was on the musicianship our band but by the time the second album hit they made the wilson brothers the face of the of the group but when they're on stage the band was an integral part as a matter of fact even though the wilson brothers were writing and producing but the band members were contributing just the same music directors the whole nine so then how how so I remember I've watched, I used to watch something called Behind the Music on VH1 and, and I used to love just hearing the stories. And I remember listening to um, you two talking about when they got signed that they made a decision that everything they do would be split equally. So we're going to write as you two, we're going to produce as you two. Bono might be the people that everyone knows and the edge, but it doesn't matter. They all get the same amount of money. Um, Coldplay did the same thing. So we all know Chris Martin as the front guy, but he only has one vote out of the four and they all get the same amount. For you guys being close family, you know, you, you know Tron being the cousin of, of Tim and, and yourself, Elijah, being the cousin of uh, Raphael, when they were doing the split, how did it, how did it feel? And what did you guys say? Well, Originally, the splits was uh, 60-40. Um, Ray, Tim, and Dwayne get 20-20-20. Carl got 16 because he had more seniority, and me and Antron got uh, 12 and 12 because uh, we was the youngest in the group, and they feel like, you know, we was the lowest in the total pole for whatever reason. And um, and we to it, but when, it was t- when the money came in, we never got our 12%. Carl never got his 16%. They just kept all the money and gave us what they want to give us. So um, by us being trusting and loving and, and, and being related, we didn't think that that would ever happen. We didn't find out to 2019 how much money we lost. Mm-hmm. Or was part of. Yeah, but I, I'm just trying to understand because as family, as a group, when they're saying we're going to be the face and you're not, are there no conversations being have like, you know, are like, hey, what's going on? Why are we doing it that way? And aren't we not all equal and stuff? Or Yeah, we, we, we had conversations like that and then they'll get offended and, and they'll start backpedaling and start raising tension. How we start inquiring about and about things and ask them, they'll turn it to anger and like we should be satisfied just to be there and not even worry about how much so, but then that's. So, I mean, so some okay. So Tony, um, I'm trying to understand um, what Tim added differently to the group that he was put up, say above yourself, since you guys are first cousins. Um, I would say nothing. Um, the only thing he added was, I, me personally, I think that Timmy was there because him. Him and Raphael, at that time, Raphael considered him his best friend. Okay. Even above, I guess, his own first cousin, I guess, you know? 
And so they were best friends. I, and that's the only way that I could um, even see how Timmy really got that position is really because um, Raphael decided, and since it was um, Dwayne, which we really didn't know at the time, was kind of guiding guiding Raphael to make certain moves because because keep in mind without Raphael Sadiq the Tonys would not have even existed because of Raphael is the one that handpicked the whole group. Dwayne Wiggins never picked the group without Raphael Sadiq it wouldn't have been a Tony 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 group at all period. So did anyone, so who was the the band leader or the, was it Raphael or was it Dwayne as the older brother? Um, it, it was it was both of them. Uh, Raphael made all the decisions when it came to the band and the sound. Dwayne made all the decisions when it came to business. Okay. 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 So, um, so in the, when, you, when, when it came to doing the video, so especially for the revival, Whose idea is it to say who gets in the video and who doesn't get shown? Um, like, because I, I, I would think, did you get, were you guys not in Hey Little Water? Yeah, was it that Because I do remember, because I was in Nigeria at the time, and I, when I saw that video, I, I, I thought it was a group, a band. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, we did, um, we did like, Hey, Lil Walter, Born Not to Know, Baby Doll, um, The Blues, Feels Good. And after the Feels Good, that's when everything changed. Um, when Southern California came out, they did a video with just the three of them. We was all signed to the contract, and we was lost. Like, you know, typically they have some scenes for just the three, but they make sure they incorporate the band. This time, they just cut us out the video altogether. And we was like, hey, what's going on? Like, what am I doing now? And, and, and man, it just, it, from that point on, it just got worse. Hey, who's that? So you mean when you were doing the video for um, It Never Rains in Southern California, that's when it was like, okay, we're just going to have us three in the video. You guys don't need to show up? Or, or was there a conversation? Yeah, they, they, they did the video and then they didn't call us out this time. And we was all contractual members of the band legally to the record company, everything. Oh. Official artist on Wing Polygram Records, all six of us, and they accepted. So, uh, but then, how, how did what was the reason or excuse they gave for not inviting you to the video shoot? Um, it was nice. No, me, I would ask around, you know. Uh, well, um, they never gave us an excuse, but um. From my perspective of it, at that time, um, they had the courage, courage enough after the success to say, okay, we can do this ourselves. See, earlier on, when things were start starting, they didn't have the confidence to pull it off themselves. At this point, this point in time, since they were the three faces of the group, I honestly just think that um, they just said, hey, we're big enough now to just 
we're not going to add to them. We're just going to do it ourselves and that's it. You know, we don't need them. Yeah, but, but you're talking about family. So it's not like you you know hired hands. So I'm I, I I'm trying to understand um how 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 that happens. I mean I've got cousins and, and business is different, but family is, is also different. You, you, you there's so I don't know um is did any, did you guys say or demand stuff or what was you know there must have been was there anything that just caused the wedge where it's like you know what we're just gonna have to make a way or is it all about we want to instead of splitting only 60 percent, we want to get 100 percent. what do you was there any conversations mm. you know what i don't recall any any of that um and just like you said you're talking about family and so as family you wouldn't expect your family to even um, do or even do something just as crazy as that because you have been raised with them. You're not knowing that your own family is duking you because you grew up with them. I mean, I mean, actually grew up with them, played with them, um, ate over at each other's house, uh, the whole nine yards. And then once this money starts coming in and they wasn't showing us, that was our, our downfall, was that we, we didn't see how much that was actually coming in. I think that was our downfall there. And once we found out is when we just found out, just like Elijah said, just a few years back, and it really hurt. It really hurt. Uh, because you signed to the label um, I contractually, um, does everything go through Danny and Tommy first before it goes to Polydor? Uh, are you still? Were you still signed to their production deal? And no, we still, only on the first. Only on the first record. Only okay. on the whoever. Okay, so so when you you did the revival album, you guys were all signed directly to to, to Polydor, Poly, Wing Polygram, Wing Polygram. Okay, and so that means because that then means that you're not the production company doesn't get the money, then they give take their cut and give you guys. You guys were getting directly from the label. Did the label have a conversation to say, yeah, we know we don't need you guys in a video. We're just gonna have these guys. Or who, who how, well, did they get involved at all? I mean, they had to be involved, but we 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 weren't privy to none of that information. Uh, we asked, and nobody ever told us anything, and and we were still young and still excited. And oh, how old were you guys? Guys, I think we it's good to just get a basis of how old you guys were. We was the ages of the Tron was eighteen, I was twenty, and Raphael, Carl, and and uh, Tim was twenty four. And Dwayne was like 75. <laughs> 28, 29 at the time. Yeah, he was definitely pushing 30 years old. Oh, goodness. Matter of fact, matter of fact, um, they were the only ones. Um, it was a few guys that they had to push their ages back 
um, um, for them to which labels do do is if they're older, but if they could pass for like um, younger, but they never had to do that with me or Elijah. But for Dwayne, you know, I think they said Dwayne was 24 and he was like a year from 30 years old. Wow. But because I used to joke around with him and call him half dead. Say, hey, man, you're 30 years old. You know what, man? You half dead. You know what, man? Yeah. You know, you know when I interviewed um, Kevon from After Seven, he said that they got signed late. So they were like their 30s. And, and most of the groups at the time were in their early 20s. And so they had to, the label had to pretend as if they were younger. They had to actually pretend that they were younger because of how they were going to market them. So I can imagine why they might have tried to bring Dwayne's age down so he doesn't, they can still market them for a, a, a young group. Um, it, so when you're not in, um, it never rains in California, um, how what what's the conversation like when you guys meet up then? I I I I can't imagine what what happens. May I say one thing first? Yeah. Um one thing they did do was this. It was very it was very tricky. Um they did one version with just those three, but um uh, they also did a live version with the whole band also too. Now, the live version, we don't know where it's at. We haven't seen it in a long time. But they did do a version of us, if I'm right, Elijah, of us playing that song live. Not actually playing. Hold on, Elijah. Break, break, breaking up. You're breaking up. A live performance. Right. Okay, so you, you did a live performance. Was it that you you actually were in a concert you, and you performed and they recorded that and, and that was supposed to be like a, a live video that was going out? It went out. They re-released it as a performing um, It Never Raised to California live. It went out. Okay, okay. Um, so despite all that was happening, were you guys touring as a band, just the six of you guys going on the road and touring and, and playing and doing like um, doing shows and stuff as, as the band? Yeah, we was always, we, yeah, we was touring full time. And then at that time, we added Jubu uh, Smith on the guitar. And he was traveling with us at that time, too, on a revival album, on the second album. He became pretty much like a primary member as well. Because the album did was did well, and and it, you know it it really it um it, it, you know you had a lot of big hits, um and I guess the one thing that I, I probably when I spoke to some other people in the past is like they, you you know you're making all this tour money and some other money that you don't necessarily know the money from the label on the records not coming through was that the case where you you know was the tour money coming in that it was like wow this is great that you didn't really notice that the 12% and the 60% weren't coming as well? or Yeah, the, the tour money, um, really, we was, getting, we was getting tricked out of that, too, because they was paying us weekly when we shouldn't have been getting paid per show. Um, 
not sure what the budget was, but yeah, they, they skimmed it out for them and gave us the bare minimum because at that time we was probably getting about a thousand dollars a week maybe on the second album. And we should have been getting a thousand dollars a show. Wow. Professor, but who who knew about the business and the ins and outs? I mean, did any of you guys sort of know the contracts and the? Our manager, he handled that, but our manager was also good friends with um, Dwayne, Dwayne. So, so it's like he pretty much um, had to do what they said to do. Um, like Elijah said, he got a thousand, um, like, um, a week, but I got like nine, 900 a week. So they was chipping us off. So, so we don't know even to this day, how much money they were actually getting per show or period. And Trump, whatever you got. I just, I just threw out a number. Whatever you got is what I got. So they definitely pay me for it. Okay. 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 Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just trying to see now. So how do you guys still maintain, still go to, sh- to perform and still rehearse knowing that the money isn't right? I, as I said, how does it, how do, how do, how do you guys do that? What, what happens? Do you just think, well, at least it's better than not making anything? Or well, you know, maybe by the next album things will get better. What what's what's the thinking that helps you continue doing what you're doing? Well, at that at that time there was no big purchases made, so we thought everybody was getting the same thing until we actually see buying houses and cars, and we weren't able to buy none. That's when the tension and that's when the problem became. That's when the, that's when everything hit the fan at that point. So wow. that's what happened. Now, I, I interviewed Don Robinson, who was with In Vogue, and she was very adamant about how um, a lot of her blame comes from um, Danny and Tommy, who were the producers who they were In Vogue was signed to, and they were making the bulk, and 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 how, and so she blamed them for for for, for that. But for you guys, Danny and Tommy, were they were they as involved in this money and management for you guys or they was they were just producers and they don't they didn't have really a say in stake in into what was happening no nah, we are we, we didn't hear a peep out of them their, their business was between their record company they had nothing to do with our touring and none of that money or managing us it was just strictly recording and they produced a beat Okay, so they, they so you were no longer under that too, so they, they, they couldn't get anything from there. Okay, so now we're talking about internally, um, the guys internally had the, they were the ones making the moves and, 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 and pushing you guys back. Um, so after you toured the Revival album, what was, even going on tour, how many, how, how did you guys maintain and manage the tour though? Um, did you just assume, okay, we're getting the right amount of money and that's fine until you saw after the tour that you noticed that they were able to do more with money than you guys could? Separate buses. 
Step in buses. <laughs> they had their bus. We had our bus. That's what I do know. That was that their own truck. That was the third album. That's what we put in. Yeah, oh, it. okay. Second album, we still had the same bus. Okay. But yeah, like, like, like Trump, they just got real dismantled after that. Like I said, once we start sitting by houses and cars, that's when we start questioning, like, Where's ours at? Where's our money for us to do the same thing? We all made the same sacrifices. So, and that's where the tension began. And that's when they kicked me and Ants right out because we was inquiring about our money. And, but then this was when? This was um, after the revival or before the uh, before um, Sons of Soul? The prime, the prime time of revival. Me and Tron didn't have nothing to do with Sons of Soul. We just kicked out the group out of here. We got kicked out at the end of the revival um, hype. Like we only we only missed one tour with Twenty Twenty Tony, and that was an MTV tour. Um, that was that was the end of the whole little run. So then, how did they? How did that decision come to? Um, is it? Um, how how did that decision come to 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 say no longer be part of the group? How did it come to that? Yeah, I mean, how did what how happened? Did they just sit you down and say, "Okay, that's it"? We what don't need to burn more energy when it's fun. Um. Well, <laughs> well, for me, I got a call from that I didn't even know. It was called, um, I think, think they're called Left Bank. And they called my house and they say, um, and they say, uh, Mr. Hill, um, um, we represent the group and your services is no longer needed in the group, Tony. Tony. No, they just, uh... oh, what? You're break, breaking up live. I'm driving, that's why. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was, um, yeah, I, I came to rehearsal and they were sitting on the, on the stage and had this little weird look on their face. And, uh, once I got up to the stage, ready to rehearsal, they said, man, um, fire. I'm like, I was like, you know, okay. Oh, because at that point I was, I was fed up anyway. I mean, like they was already robbing us our money. I was just like, whatever, and I just left. But um, when I left out the door, I realized what I walked away from. Like, man, they can't do that. So, you know, me and Atron, we tried to um, seek legal counseling, but they um, they gave us a little $10,000 check and signed us out. And um, they didn't give us all our paperwork. And we went to go see some legal advice. And because they didn't give us our um, courting contract, and um, our publishing contract, no lawyer would take it. And we couldn't afford to pay nobody up front. We needed somebody to take us on a contingency basis, and no one would. And me and Tron just walked away and just started producing other artists on our own. Wow. So I think one of the things I'm learning is that with lawyers, if you take on a label, you, 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 you kind of lose your opportunity to work with the labels. So... They're, they're less likely to 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 do so from uh, from the inside. 
Um, like with yourself, like did you hear that directly from was it Dwayne or, or Raphael? Raphael the TM fired me. So they could they looked at you straight up and says, "Okay, cause it's it's, it's time to go." With they with they head down, and 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 shame and and embarrassment, they didn't even know how to tell me. With hurt, you know, um, it was all kind of different emotions going on. So, and it's pretty, and it's pretty traumatizing to even talk about it right now. Yeah, but but for yourself, Tron, um, what would did I mean? You've been crossing with Tim. Did was there no? Did the family know that what they what what was happening to try and intervene, or did is it? How does that work? Um, um, really, nobody in my family, um, um, even um associated it was just okay um um tim's father and my mother is brother and sister wow okay my mother had passed away at that time tim's father uh you know uh he wasn't speaking on it because him and timmy wasn't on the best terms. Nobody even told us. The only thing, the only thing that has came out since then um, uh, was that something about um, Timmy had an eye against Elijah because Elijah was up front. He was being seen more, something like that. And um, somehow, um, um, the pressure was on Raphael to fire Elijah. And then uh, Raphael was like, well, then I'll fire my cousin if you fire your cousin. And my cousin Timmy didn't care. And at the drop of a dime, um, just fired with me to like find it. You know, he was so upset with... Um, with like um Elijah, I guess I don't know why, because we always joked around, we always had great fun, and I don't know what was uh irking him that bad, or what the, or, or what we had did to even make them come up with that type of conclusion, conclusion like that as family. Goodness, I mean Elijah, did you and Timmy have any altercations or? No, I tried, tried just named it accurately. It was strictly because I was getting the attention as a Tony member that he wasn't. And because I was a, I was an entertainer, I was a dancer, I was a choreographer. Okay, playing the bass and stuff. Jibu! Jibu! Okay. So, when, when this happens... Um, so there's six of you there. Who was who's the who's who was still in the group then? Who did they still keep if if both if two of you are leaving? Who's still? They kept they got, they, all kind of stuff. Um, they just they just kept yeah they they had some more band um hired hands um, Mano, uh, Keith Crouch, and a few dancers to uh, compensate the whole thing. 
Okay. And so when you guys, um, when you both leave, what is it that you, you end up doing to, I mean, okay, you, you know, you've have tasted a life of releasing two albums and being on a massive tour. What is it that you guys then decide to do, you know, to continue in the industry? We both came producers for other artists. Okay. But how did you make the switch if you're musicians? Were you in the studio a lot during the revival or? We was, yeah. already, we was, already, we was already writing songs. So yeah. it, was a, it was a natural progression. Okay. Okay. I mean, did, who, who, so, I mean, what's, um, how easy was it to, to, to transition from band members to musicians, uh, to producers, getting, um, you know, getting the artists, getting labels to, to, uh, to, to you know, give you the producer fees and stuff? Well, by us being a part of Tony, 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 it was easier because we got the, we got the accolades of, of, of the affiliation. And they wanted to hear what we can do on our own. And once we present our music, they liked it and, and accepted it for their artists. Okay. You know, I got I got quite a bit of work in the um, mid-90s, you know. So it, it, can you give us a few people that we wouldn't um some of some songs that you what you guys did that we, we, we would be surprised? Um I produced artists like Jay Spencer, um Too Short, um E40. Daz, Dillinger, Dog Pound, um, a couple of little, uh, artists who didn't really get the fair promotion, YT Style and and um, Sugar T and, and a few others, man. But you know, it paid our bills. I was getting I was getting paid as much as uh, fifteen twenty five thousand a song back then. But artists who had first song. So for for you guys then, what what was the the transition from being out on the road to being producers? Um, did you see that you know? Did you find that as actually actually is much better doing this, or did you think did you miss being back on this on 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 the road and and the touring and being part of the group? Um, I would say kind of like both. Um, well, me personally, my my road. Um, if you had uh, watched watched um, that the actual doc, my role was a little bit different than um, like Elijah's role because Elijah's family is really close. My family is very distant, and so um, I didn't have the mental support or the physical support besides my father uh, or the financial support. Um, so I did take a little bad turn there for a while. Um, but it's like um, um, missing missing the actual um, role. No, I didn't miss the actual role. What I missed was the fun that we had. I missed the friendship, the bond that we had. And um, that's one thing I did miss. Um, but as far as producing, I mean, I have been, um, I've had my studio at my house since I was like in the ninth grade. So I, I didn't miss that, you know, 
And so uh, it wasn't a transition like a, a big bad one because um, first of all, um, 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 I got through to AM. And when John McClain was at AM, he so was. This is the Michael Jackson uh, executive, uh, estate executive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John McClain. <laughs> He called me back. He called me back. And I was supposed to, um, I talked to him. I, I let him hear some stuff. So I was um, really um, um, uh, working on some tracks for, for like the artist at that time he had um, was O'Brien and Shawnee's Wilson. So I was getting prepared for that. But I didn't know at the middle of that, of me recording that stuff, he was um, venturing off to a new label at the same time. So it's like, uh, um, I would get paid because I've worked with a lot of major rap artists and a lot of artists, but none of them knew my background or my history. They just love my sound. Okay. So, so I can go down the whole list of people that I've worked with, but really, the bottom line is that uh, um, it really took a toll on my life in a different way that it did on Elijah's life. You know, it took a toll on his life too, but for me, it's like at least Elijah's family was tight, and they're still tight. My family, even to this day, is not tight. And so that still takes toll out on me. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, I mean, my my real job, I mean, real job, my my job, I'm a mental health therapist and I work with a lot of, um, I work with 21 year olds down to five, uh, but I also work with families and, and Part of the reason that I started this during lockdown was to hear stories um, and probably share inspiration so that people, um, especially people within our black community, can re recognize that people struggle um, and their different ways of getting support. But the idea is that eventually, hopefully, if with the right support and team, eventually we can overcome a lot of those struggles. And, you know, and I can't begin to imagine um what it's like um it's like almost being hyped up to get to this party and and you you've got you got the outfit um your friends are saying yeah i mean it's going to be great and you get there and they don't let you in they said nope you're not invited we can't let you in and and i you know just to just to see how to handle that that type of setback and how that could some people can break and some people can can use that energy to to move forward. It's like Timmy Gatlin, you know, with, with Guy, you know, he wrote all the songs, and just as they're about to come out, the manager, Gene Griffin, you know, kicks him out because he saw the power play, and it, this is his dream, and just at that moment, he misses out. He doesn't even get to be in any of the videos, and so you know, for us to hear stories like what you guys have experienced, it's it's just hard to understand and comprehend. But the fact that you're here, you know, 20, 30 years later to be able to share that tells us that through that, you're still able to find strength to, 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 to move on and carry on. 
How did this then lead to uh, 3TOB being able to, to form? Because I, I take it that Tron and Eliza, you guys were working separately producing or were you producing together? Some so, projects, some projects we work together and a, a lot of projects we work separately. Okay. And, and but you, during this, though, this time, did you get, did you ever run into Tim, Raphael, or Dwayne and like, and, and they're like, ah, oh, sorry guys, or what, what was it like? Because it's Oakland doesn't, it's not, it's big, but it's not that big. <laughs> uh, we still close. I mean, I mean, I stayed in contact with Raphael at that time. We was, we was, we were still close. He did his own thing. I did my own thing. But you got to remember me and Atron, we got back in a group um, on Sons of Soul. Uh, we just missed the recording of Sons of Soul. But we got oh. back in a group. Yeah, we got back in a We only missed one tour. So we was back in a group to the full duration of touring with Tony, Tony, Tony until House of Music. And that evaporated about 97. And then we started going out, producing on our own. And during that while, we was still with them. Okay, you know, I, I, I even played with Pearl with Raphael, um, Don and, and Ali. I was part of that band as well. Oh, okay. So how did how did that come about then that you guys were brought back in to perform on um Sons of Soul? How who 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 brought out the olive branch? Well, I did that. Um I got him the gig. Oh, it looks like he caught um, Okay. A guy, a guy approached me about having the Tonys perform. I mean, record the album in Trinidad for this new studio out there, and I was no longer in group, so I negotiated me a deal for me to get some money to to contact them and add up to the record out there, and um, and they 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 ended up doing the record in Trinidad, with, which was Tron was out there first already producing at that same studio through the same goddamn gums. And um, so they went out there and uh, produced. And when they came back, Raphael started feeling bad because uh, I put that up and I wasn't a part of it. He wanted to find a way to get me back in the group. And I, I don't know how he did it, um, but he did. And um, But I said, I ain't coming back in the shop to get Antron. So Antron was working at McDonald's at the time. And I, I told him, I ain't coming back in the shop to get him. So. They called Tron and got him back and wrote it out at that moment. Wow. Okay. The um. It, so it so how how was the reunion though? You know, did um did Dwayne get involved or was it just yourself and Raphael talking all this time? It just felt we just walked right back into it. It wasn't no have to have no meeting, had to catch no vibe. It just went right back to natural progression. But what were the guys um, they hired before them? The bass player and the and the you know the synth. They, they never hired another bassist. They hired uh, synthesizer players, keyboard players. They never hired another bass player. Jubu played some bass. I think Raphael played bass at times, but they never actually hired another bass player. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, Songs of Soul was their biggest album, you know, with Anniversary, Slow Wine, I'm Leaving. I mean, it, it just, that just blew up. Did you guys do the world tour on that album with them? Yeah, we was on that complete tour. Yeah. From wow. Janet Jackson all the way until it was over with. Yeah. And House of Music. We just went a part of the um, recording of that album. Okay. 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 So, 
what when what I know I you know I know that um I heard recently when uh, Raphael was on in an interview talking about how he, Tim, and Dwayne fell out during the recordings of House of Music, where he, you know, he recorded songs separately, like he did. Let's get down with Quick and and G One, and they and and Elijah Baker. By the way, I help write this song. Too. <laughs> okay, were you were you? Oh, so you know G One? Yeah. I'm- that's me singing. I got to get my groove on. I I, I have write that song with them. So let me tell you how that works. Jubu, Dwayne, and Tim record one album. Me, Raphael, Spanky, and record the other half of the record. Why was That's that? How that worked. That was on the Sons of Soul album. Oh. Jubu recorded in Sacramento. I mean, I mean, sorry, House of Music. Yeah. Jubu never recorded in Sacramento, right? And we recorded in uh, San Francisco. But but what what why 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 were the two brothers and and best friend recording separately? Because at that time, Dwayne and Tim stole Raphael money on some Soul. The money, the offer to do House of Music made them come back together. So it was still tension in the group. Wow! So by yeah, that happening, so by that happening. Um, that made them do it for money reasons, but not for the heart and love of it. Wow. Wow. So after all this was happening to you guys, it happened to Raphael as well. Yep. And and, and, and he forgave them and they forgive us, and we ain't steal nothing from them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, too, like, it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't really um um strange to us because even though even even like with throughout the whole like recording process, um it's like one person would be there, the other person wouldn't be there. So it really didn't feel like that odd. It's like it's a lot of stuff that I did. Um, that Elijah didn't even know I did because he wasn't there, and this stuff that Elijah did that um, that I didn't know that he did because he wasn't there, you know. So so it's like it wasn't strange um, to like um, not like be in the same room recording together. It was strange of the friction that they had in the animosity that they had towards each other. I mean, because you guys have experienced it first, but to see the two brothers and the best friend going through that, did you, I would assume you'd assume that this was it, that the group can't go on beyond this if this is how it's affecting the creativity. It, it, it never affected creativity for some strange reason. That's what's like Tron said, we always did it separately. So if you got two or three of us in a room, we're gonna be able to create that sound without the whole six or seven. Wow. So uh, after the after that album, um House of Music, what 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 happens to yourself, to you guys? Man, we just started, we're still producing independently. We started doing solo records and 
I got into real estate and other things, and, and we just doing what we had to do to survive at that moment. And Carl and Jubal went out to play with Frankie Beverly for the next 25 years. Frankie Beverly and Mays. Okay. Jubal played for us, uh, Whitney Houston, too, before he um, started playing with uh, Frankie Beverly. Okay. Then how did the idea of forming 3TOB come about? It came about after we, we, we recorded this documentary called Loyalty No Royalty. I came up with that idea um, just because the magic question was why Tony, Tony, Tony broke up. Nobody knew why the group ever broke up. So I'm like, man, it's time for somebody to tell that story right. And I just started to do it and I called the rest of the guys. At this time, I don't think I talked to Tron in, in close to 10 years. Consistently, like I may have in and out talked to him, Blue Moon, but it's been a long time since I've seen him. So I got in contact with him. I was in contact with Carl and Jubal and uh, A Mark replaced Rafi. And I contacted them for, if they wanted to join in and tell their story. And they all did. And that's where um, it got real. And the documentary went viral immediately. We got like close to 2 million views on it on YouTube. Uh, Lord Tino from the um, Genesis to Revelations of uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon, did you, you saw it? What, what were your thoughts? I did. It, I'm telling you, it was it was excellent. I watched it multiple times because it's almost like it's the same story when it comes out of these groups, man, is that there's like this divide and conquer situation that takes place where in the beginning, it's like all for one, one for all. But then as soon as they start to get into the label situation, everything starts to kind of like shift. So mm -hmm. it's just definitely unfortunate. But just like what Elijah says, there's a core, um, there's a core musicianship that goes on with that group that can't be, you know it's them. So they, it can't be replicated. It can't be replicated. And you know, I, I Tony, Tony, I'm gonna tell you something about Tony, Tony, Tony. You know, we give, we talk about this whole narrative. You know, we know what New Jack Swing was about, but Tony, Tony, Tony was a unique group out beyond that because what they did, they carried on the tradition of black musicianship. Like there's this narrative that people talk about like in the, in the, in the 80s, in the late 70s, in the early 80s, you know, they took the music out of school and all of a sudden hip hop was born out of that. But when they defy that tradition because they come out of that whole Bay Area musicianship. Just he gave you, he gave you the Bay Bay Area royalty, Slime and Family Stone, Pointer Sisters. You know, there's Confunction. There's all these different entertainers that come out of that who they're inspired by. So they're not inspired by the Cool Herks and this one or that one. So their history, you know, it, it it needs to be told. And that documentary was like the first step into that because you know at that time they're the only ones, literally. This is before mint condition. These cats are the ones that's doing it, man. So uh, it was a great documentary. Great documentary. Yeah, and you do you do forget that mint condition comes after you guys, but because we never saw as consumers, we didn't see Tony 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 as a band. We saw them as three as a group. We always celebrate mint condition because you know we all the roots. Like yeah, these are our last bands. But if we, I wondered if they had left Tony, Tony, Tony as the band, if if it would have been even more successful and more revered 
in the long term. I, I it, it's, it's, you know, I think because mint condition shows you could, if you have the songs, we we don't mind. And in fact, mint condition were my favorite concerts because they they played live as their records were and so i i the i of any concert i went to so it probably would have been the same with you guys um as you know tony i mean well you're gonna get it with three tlb you're gonna get it with three tlb so you know it's it's back baby it's back trust so so but getting to that so uh, so how did it so after the documentary elijah what how how did they this thing is okay let's form three tlb how did that how did that come about it? Uh, the, um, the, 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 the movie needed a um, documentary needed a soundtrack. So that was the perfect opportunity to see how our um, chemistry reform without the others. So we went in the studio and um, came up with a song called Train Places, which Tron came up with the name of the song. And the rest of us created the music and the lyrics behind it and and Man, we got to it and it just came out perfectly. And that's when the light bulb went off and we looked like, hey man, we can we can do this ourselves. So I had my own group Park Avenue and I was doing shows. So I called the fellas. I said, man, let's go, let's go. Um I'm gonna call y'all a special guest and we're gonna hit a couple songs that we wrote with the Tonys. And uh we did that, man, and it was just rave reviews, and from that point on, we know working around our busy schedules and paying our bills, we just gonna try to come on with it, man, and um, get, continue to do what we do. And um, we got eight to 10 strong records out right now. So with that said and done, we gonna continue the legacy on our own. You won't miss a beat with 3TOB. Yeah, so, okay, who does the singing? The lead singing? Amar. Me? Okay, Amos is here. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me, Amos. Sorry about the background noise. I'm at a track. I'm at my daughter's track meet. That's why I put my picture up so you okay, can see all that, all that craziness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lee sings, Carl Wheeler Lee sings, and uh, uh, I Lee sings, Jubilee sings, but Amos is the primary lead singer of the group. Okay. Okay. And um, how do you guys? So, if I was to see you guys perform. Is it Elijah on, on bass? Uh, Tron, are you on, on synthesizers or, or keyboards? I'm on both. I'm on I'm on keys and I'm on percussions also too. So then, who, who's guitar? Who's who's, who's drums? Or Jubilee. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, um. Amor Lee singing Carl on the keys and Tron nephew LJ is a member of our group. He's on the keyboards as well. And we um, fluctuate through drummers. We use um, Dante right now. Um, so we a full band. Okay. Okay. We got four too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but um, the. Um... The, so I mean, but what's been how I mean how how what is the idea? What's the longer term plan with three TOB? Is it, you know, as I said, juggling your schedules, do a couple of shows? Is it to put out a, a, a sort of an album out there? Well, we got the um, we got the project that we're finishing up right now. We got two more songs to do. Um, once some songs are completed, 
Then we're going to be really pushing forward to uh, book more shows. We're getting ready to book something in Sacramento, California right now. Um, we've, you know, we've had different people reach out to us. And so although we're, although we're finishing up this project right now, um, we'll be back in the studio. Tron just presented a, another song the other day. And so, and so we're going to start working on that. Um, we're just going to continue to, um, to collectively put together great music. And our, and our long-term goal is, man, is to have a couple of great projects that we could go out here and tour on for the rest of our lives and um, be able to feed our families and enjoy the journey with one another. Um, and, and, and then hit some high marks and things that, that we weren't able to do with the Tonys because even, even, even my tenure there with the Tonys from 1998 to 2018, we never put out a project with me on it as a lead singer. So now that we have this thing together, um, we're just about to get out here, man, and make and make the magic happen. And we got and we got individuals who 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 are really devoted into making this thing happen. Like like Elijah said, um, everybody has busy schedules and everything, but we're getting ready to really put forth the the effort 110 percent to make three TLB uh, do what it's supposed to do. And that's make beautiful music and, and make history. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds great. I, I, I do wonder what you guys learned from the experience you had um, working with, um, you know, with Tony, Tony, Tony. How has that shaped how you guys treat each other as a, as a group now? It shaped us to be transparent, um, be men, uh, communicate properly, um, and just do excellent business and, and keep the love intact. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? We ain't gonna always get along, but we can respect each other and communicate properly as men and get the job done. All we lacking is one classic record, man, and um, we got that. And once we got there and continue our movement, we can't be stopped because there is no other bands. It's yeah. plenty of room. If, if them guys wanna still do it, it's plenty of room for us to do it too. So instead of one, you'll have two. And maybe two to come to three, and maybe three to come to six. So on and so on. We might we might re-trigger everybody want to play play again. Yeah, and now we things just got crazy with Raphael and Tim rejoining Dwayne um, on this tour. I mean, it it's gone global. The, the sort of that announcement that Raphael and Dwayne have decided to reunite, and Tim as well. Um, how um, going on some going on? The, is it called? Um, Let's get down. I can't remember the name of the tour now. Yeah, so one of the songs. I think just yeah. me and you. Yes, me and you too. Yes, yeah. I, 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 have you guys got any phone calls to say, yeah, we need to get the whole band back together to support us on this massive tour? Or? Yeah, we get. We, man, it's it's a total division right now. Yeah, we get. At the end of the day, everybody want to see us all back together. Oh, oh, are you asking Dale get the calls from the three guys or yeah, yeah, from the three. Yeah, to have the three, yeah, oh, to say, no, the... oh, oh no, oh no, they all want no, they, nah, man. They they be in the same individuals yeah, they always been. It's, 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 it's out of spite. They seen three TLB making a move, they want to stop us from gaining momentum, but they ain't gonna be able to stop us. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Stop us because man, listen, like I said. Tony, Tony, Tony is not the OJs. You need a full band 
to pull off with the game. They're going to hire some musicians, but we got the full band. We got the original band. We got all the meat and potatoes. Yeah, and, and you never heard a Tony Tony hit record without one of the original band members a part of it. Yeah. Or, or three. Mm-hmm. So, they, man, we welcome them to go out and do a whole nother record. So let's see what that sound like. <laughs> it, it should be good, but I was going to be good too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like I said, you're going to have two bands instead of one. And hopefully we can- Man, we got a great record. We got a great record. I don't mean to cut your wisdom, Lodge, but we got yes. a great record. We do. I'm not, and I'm not just saying that just to be, just to be saying it, man. As when I, some days I'll just, some days I'll just ride in the car, and I'll just listen, and I'll play, I'll play stuff back to back, or I'll put it in a different kind of rotation and see how it feels this way or that way. Um, when I put it on, man, I find myself like, 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 ooh. <laughs> Like this is really nice. It feels good. It's almost like Varsity, it's almost like when I when I when I put on a doing run through some of the music that I that I really love. So I'm listening to Kitty Loggins. I'm listening to Kitty Loggins. I might listen to some Michael Jackson off the wall. I might listen to one of Babyface Face's album Lovers, and I'll play our stuff right in the middle of that and go back and forth. And I'm like, oh, it fits right in. It fits right in. It feels, it feels great. It feels great, and I believe that once the masses hears it, they're gonna feel the same way. Yeah, I, I, you know, we are. We, you know, the there's a generation of people who are starving for good music. Um, we're starving for something that edifies. Um, you know, we're just being we're just being bombarded with hip-hop or not even hip-hop trap music or, or or mainly female r&b singers singing the same thing so there is a market that are just waiting i mean look at country music they don't tend to change they just they constantly have the diversity of, of music but without our black community we're not getting that so there is although the the, the outlets aren't as much as back in the day you know bet is not going to be playing stuff and neither is um you know the local radio stations apart from stevie wonder is very hard to get anything through there but as you saw your documentary if it's good it gets seen so to get over two two million people to watch your documentary shows that there's a market for people to hear the stories but also celebrate the music so timetable what's the timetable so that at least we can be prepared and, and and looking out for stuff You'll have music on your desk soon. We hang with the phone if you ain't already got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll have, look- have at least eight, six to eight songs as soon as we hang up. Accent it shall be given. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great for me to listen. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of good stuff and, and, and really pushing it, but I want to know when you guys want to officially release stuff out so that when that happens, what we can do is to um, is to go is to go live because I did that. We did it with Basic Black, myself, Sheldon, and Woody Rock from Drew Hill. We went live with Basic Black because they pre- they they did an album release of their new album. We went through the songs and got people to really realize, wow, there's some great new music out there. Even though it's released digitally, but at least people were able to to be able to do that. So I would hope you know when you guys are ready to put out the full stuff that we could get a chance to 
you know, this is pre-recorded, but going live so that people are, are can listen and hear and start to to be excited about what you guys are going to be up to. Yeah, we're definitely with that. That's yeah. that's a great to get in and then start rehearsing again and freshen up and get ourselves together. But yeah, that that'll definitely be easy to do. Yeah, but also you know some of those you know if you look at some. Um, Dio Allen and, and Chucky with their University 2.0 that, you know, a lot of the rehearsal footage is getting put up on YouTube and Instagram. It gets people excited about, you know, what to expect. Like, oh, okay, this is the, these guys are putting stuff together. So, you know, that's you, the power of visual media is, 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 is where it is now. So hopefully, you know, you guys are, are recording some of those, those rehearsals and stuff. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to follow that same blueprint. We got some footage just sitting waiting that we um, edit up to get our EPK all together properly. And then, so. Yeah, we know the, we, we, we know the power of social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheldon, any final thoughts just before we wrap? I can't wait to hear the music, you know? Like I said, we don't have many bands. We don't have that. Everything is the, the R&B space that real estate is getting smaller and smaller. And, you know, we need good music. We need quality music, especially for people within our age group. Obviously music is, you know, universal. It's going to transition across the ages and whatnot, but there's nothing like, you know, classic music, you know, live instrumentation, melodies, and all the things that we don't hear too much. Not doesn't, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but yeah, it'd be great to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess finally, the, 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 who settled on the idea of calling it 3TOB? I mean, because um, I, I wasn't sure if this was the, the shortened version or you wanted to have the full, like, well, 3T three, three to, uh, three original band members. Or what was the, the, the concept between, between that and, and how much were you legally allowed to, 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 to expand on what the band, the name means? Well, well legally, we find um, we... We did that to try to weep some of um, our fan base from that connection. We didn't want to start all over as a new group and have to tell everybody who we are. And <laughs> we, want to, we want to attach our history to what we're doing now. So that's how Jubal and I came up with that name. So um, at the end of the day, we want to remove the three now and just be called the original band uh, because we're still acknowledging three people when we use that number. We're going to remove that number and go uh, turn it. Bro, what do you just have they do? Yeah, yeah, because we, and I, I, so I went to college in the state, but I went to high school in Nigeria. And we've, I used to think that each of them were called Tonys. So I didn't, I, I thought it was just the three of them, Tony, Tony, Tony. I thought, well, three Tonys. And so it's okay. So, yeah. So, you know, we mentally um, still, promoting that without consciously knowing what we're doing. So now that um, the light went off and like, hey, we promoting three, we got to remove that and, re and promote ourselves. So I, we just came up that, hey, um, we're going to call ourselves the original band. And that connection caused trauma to some of the band members, you know, that they just want to get completely away from that memory, that treatment, you know, the embarrassment. The robbery, the thievery, you know, <laughs> they just want to kill all that because anytime 
you think about it, we think about it, it's, it's, it's really traumatized. It's traumatizing. Yeah. You know, some of us can mask it well, like myself, but it's traumatizing, bro. Like, even them doing what they're doing right now is, is another slap in the face. Yeah. But, you know, as long as we stick together and do the work, we can't be denied. But if we get them in leverage and let them go out and do what they do, then they're going to win. But we'll win if we stick together and keep doing what we're supposed to do. I, I mean, as I mentioned, part of, um, as a therapist, what is it that you guys, I mean, Tron, um, what, is it, what is it that you've done to help overcome some of the, the disappointments of what has happened and and not sort of fall into the, the, the negative uh, and depression of that and be able to see the light and see how to use the disappointment to the positive? Well, um, actually, to be honest, honestly, I have my good days and I have my bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, um, I am surrounded with um with like uh, my great 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 friends you know band members um i have uh um um a wife that cares about me dearly and i have kids um that are kind of like you know following you know like in the footsteps of like you know music and everything mm-hmm. but to me I just deal with it one day at a time because yes, it was traumatizing. Yes, I still have flashbacks on it, but I am really focusing on this brighter day Mm -hmm. and it pushes me more than it holds me back. Um, Instead of that pain and hurt from that, and just knowing everything that me and my family and um, the friends that I thought were my friends ended up not being my friends and um, and me suffering because it, it was a long time that I even, um, I was actually ashamed to even say that I was even a part of the group. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't reflecting so it's like when I would go into like a studio or somebody would come over to my studio, I was never like, yeah, you know, I'm from like this group here. <clears throat> None of that. Because I was ashamed of it because they would be like, if you're from this group, how come you're living like this? Or you're... Um, um, you look like this or you're, um, you have to start from here or there. But I steady start growing, I steady start, start growing and growing. And I could just only say really with God's grace and his blessings um, that I have surrounded myself, you know, like Elijah is one of my best friends of all times. And um, even though me, me and him, we fall out too. <laughs> All of us fall out. <laughs> but that love is really there thick. Mm. It's really there thick to where... I ain't fell out with nobody. <laughs> I ain't fell out with nobody. Yes, you do. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't fall out with nobody. Lodge, you tell you I don't fall out with nobody. I ain't got time uh, for that. 
He he diplomatic, but he get on our goddamn nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Love you too, boy. Uh good. You know, for me, it's this is this is why I do what I this stuff, you know, it's one thing to hear about all this stuff, but for me the important thing is that lots of other people who are gonna go through or experience the type of things that you guys have experienced, not in not in the scale because you guys were you know when you're in entertainment more people there are more eyes but for the small of us who may have issues at home with families and work and feel as if we're alone I mean hearing stories like what you've just said Tron is is what I hope that people would pick up and think you know what if you guys could have done that in such a big scale and still find it then maybe I can find that will and strength inside because it's 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 you know, as I said, I've I've gone through things, but not not in public. You know, I've not, uh, you know, falling out with a, a record deal, and and then everyone says, "How come you're not on the cover of, of the guy album?" Or, you know, what why are you a baby like Tabitha from Cut Close when they got dropped? You know, she had to be a babysitter because she didn't want people to see her in public. But so I don't know what it's like for you guys in that. But the fact that you're able to talk about the hurt. But talk about how you've moved on and how you're moving on is what my hope is that people who are listening in can start to feel inspiration from from that. And especially that that connection and brotherly love, because as men, we struggle the most and we say very little. But just hearing what you guys, how you're supporting one another, to me, that's one of the most powerful thing that we can we can hear. And also, too, I would like to add, you know, one of the biggest hits, um, It Never Rains in Southern California. Um, I helped produce that and I helped do some of the arrangements and help with um, lyrics and everything. And for them to actually get an American Music Award and walk on stage with just them three, and just leave. See, I'm. I've. I. I have to think about this. I have to wake up to this. Or uh, sometimes I just. I just be in the car and the song will come on and it mm. just trigger. Man, you know that was wrong. You know mm. that that was wrong. But the good part is that you live and you do learn. And um, our album. Like Amar said, it's going to be the bomb. It's the bomb. I can't deny it. It's the bomb. <laughs> and it's going to really, for people who love soul music and really love real musicianship, plus we have some commercialism too, to it. So, so it's like we're like balancing it, balancing things out to where the younger and the older can really appreciate it. And um, just like um, Elijah said, you know, it's really no more bands out there. You know, mm. when we came up, bands bands were like how guys um, rap now. There's a rapper everywhere you go. Well, mm. when we came up, there was a band in every block, every uh, other uh, four or five blocks that, playing at the park or playing in their backyard. I mean, we, it's a whole new era. We're just trying to give them a taste of both eras and um, and hopefully everybody enjoys it 
because we're having fun. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> well well guys it's um i've you know i've I've really been i had no idea what to expect from you guys i didn't know what what and you know it's been really fascinating um and, I, and i'm definitely I, I you know and my hope is that you know my hope is that those people who are fans of of, of tony 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 would you know might have different reservations over you know, Dwayne, Raphael and, and Tim, but they should still celebrate the music because you guys were part of the music and the music, you know, whether, whether when you recorded the albums or going on tour and the memories people have about that, you guys were, were, were part of that. And and I do just hope that, um, you know, as you know, as a community, we, we go through so many divisions that I always hope that, you know, there's a way that we can start to learn that we're stronger together and, um, you know, and hopefully young people who are trying to get into the industry will learn that, you know, there's their ways of treating people and the ways of, of succeeding and, 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 and as a, as a collective, um, you know, but, um, and I appreciate you guys being open and being honest. Um, I, I, as I said, I didn't, didn't know what, we didn't know what to expect this evening um, and I, we definitely are looking forward to not just hearing the music, but being able to help you guys promote it and push it out and and, and let the, the fans know what to expect, but also when you guys are, are doing shows and stuff. Um, anything final, Sheldon, before we wrap up? Just... Basically covered it all, but I want to wish you all well. Congratulations on completing the project. Look forward to hearing it. And I wish you well and, and much success. Um, for people to um, also recognize you all be able to, you know, maintain on your own, aside from that, you know, group situation that you were in before, you know, that, that's a major part of it because your creative process was part of it. But, you know, the talent is infinite, you know, it's not limited to just affiliation with, you know, certain group members. So I wish y'all right. well on that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And um, y'all want to get in contact with our group is uh three tl beach twenty twenty. That's three tlb twenty twenty on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll definitely push that out. Now, I always ask my guests, and I'll go through um that that I know the four of you are there. If you were it's so individually, so I maybe start with you, Tron, because you were the first to join in. Um, what's your favorite movie? If you're stuck in an elevator and you had time to kill and you need to watch a movie. What movie do you request to watch? Scarface. Scarface, okay. <laughs> Elijah? Life. Okay, Eddie Murphy stuff. Is, uh, who's, in, who's in the car with you? Sleeping Beauty, Scarface, or um, or the very first, uh, what's the mafia movie, man? Godfather. Godfather, Godfather okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and Amar? Oh man, for me! <laughs> oh my gosh, I can watch. Uh, I got, I got, I got, I got three. Um, I can watch Waterboy, Car Wash, Waterboy, Car Wash, or The Notebook. Okay, three different ones. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a weird collaboration. <laughs> it, is, it is, it is, especially the Waterboy with uh, Adam. No, I love Waterboy. Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic. 
<laughs> yeah, Waterboy is a classic. Mama said, Mama said, them, them alligators are so honorary because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush to brush them with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but if you want to go classic old movies, which way is up is my favorite old classic. Yeah, mine too. Right. Okay. And then the final part is what's your okay, Anton, what's your favorite try what's your favorite song by anyone? Just like you know, any your your, your go-to song, you like your your favorite song. My favorite go-to song. Uh it'll have to be probably uh uh pretty much all of uh babyface uh um stuff probably my favorite go-to song oh man you know what i just go sos band uh i give it to you just the way you like it okay okay I just... okay <laughs> elijah oh that's hard baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard hard <laughs> but I'm, I'm just gonna give you one it ain't it, it ain't my favorite best but man i'm just gonna go with olivia from the whispers Okay. Okay. Now I don't. I don't know that one. I'm sure she already know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go check it out. Thank uh, me later. And right, right. Uh, for Amar, man. Yeah, Amar. Anything well, Michael Jackson, bro. Anything Michael Jackson. Yeah, but at least, what, yeah, what, at least one of them. Just give us one. Um. Rock. Oh, I was. Uh, I was going. Um, Human nature. PYT. Uh, no, no, no. Ah, uh, let me show you. Let me show you the way to go. Okay. Okay. I don't know anything, but there's something I do know. Come on, man. That's, come on, man. Show me the way to go. That's Thank it. You. That's the joint. That's the joint. Yes, sir. My, my favorite song, if I had to pick. It's what a wonderful world by um, Louis Armstrong. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's a beautiful song. Oh, okay. that's a beautiful song. <laughs> Sheldon, what's yeah. yours, Sheldon? Man, it, it varies, man. It could be any type of gamble and huff Philly soul song that goes from anything. But I think one that no matter what, it's probably groovy by guy. That's probably my ultimate, <laughs> ultimate one. But I, I mean, but you know, the catalog. It goes across the board, but anything in the top of my head right now is guy groove me or any gambling huff record. Okay. Well, you know, well you, well you know, well you know, Gamble and Huff wrote, uh, I mean, produced uh, and probably wrote. Show me the way to. They did. That's the that's the first album. Yes, sir. That's the first album they did when they left Motown and went to CBS and they hooked up with Gamble and Huff. Absolutely, dope record, beautiful okay. record. Yeah, my all-time favorite is um, the lady. You my know, life, I know Michael Jackson. So, oh yeah. So that's that's so, always, so that is that's my ultimate song. So <laughs> so I got a so I got a song that I did on my on my solo inspirational project called Sunny Day, and when I do it in concert, um, it's it's so reminiscent of um of that song that I go into the vamp of that uh, Michael Jackson song. Uh, at the end of my song, Sunny Day, and it fits so perfect. It fits so nice. Yeah, it, it, it is. 
<laughs> oh, oh, you talking what, about what you say, Lodge? Uh, what you say, Lodge? You mean the weekend? Oh, the weekend. <laughs> I didn't hear you. You broke us. You can do it at the end. You talking about that? Speak up. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Repeat that one more time. So you talking about the the, the week the we could do it, vamp? On the, at the end of somewhere to go. You talking about that? No, no, no. The um, when he said his favorite song was uh, the lady um, in my life. Lady of my life. Yeah. Ooh, wanna give you all. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are the lady. And on my, on my sunny day, on sunny day. Ooh, wanna give you all. Ooh, Lord, I love you. I love you. Yeah. I go into this inspirational song, so I go into the epic um, um, on my song, Sunny Day. You just got to hear Sunny Day to figure <laughs> and, and then hear the connection of it. But it's a beautiful thing, man. Music is just music is just so wonderful, man. And one thing about this music, you know, listen, there are so many different artists and people in this world. Um, it gives us room to do what we do at 3TLB for people to love what we do, man. It is. It's room for everybody. If it was only enough room for one person, it wouldn't be all the super talents that's out here. So 3TLB, man, I, I just feel good about it, man. I really do, man. I do. I do. Well, I mean, I, I want to thank you guys. I mean, I'll, I'll hopefully April will let me know, um, you know, at dates of, as I mentioned, when things are coming out, because I I always I would like to release this closer to just ahead of the time when you're coming out and then. We we go live later on, so that at least people can be um, expecting and and excited. So um, yeah, so yeah, but I definitely, you know, it's been great talking to you guys. It's been great just having a different understanding of your journey, um, but most importantly, the fact that you're, you're still making music. And so I'm looking forward to be able to see that, hear that, and and really make sure the world gets to see it as well as as we can. So I, I thank you guys. So it is about just just about twenty minutes. Well, it's after eleven at night here. Um, but um, yeah, but it was uh, yeah definitely. I, I had a, a gathering of my old high school friends uh, in in London. I I got home just about nine, um, just about five minutes before we started. I just rushed in, put the kids to bed, <laughs> and just loaded up. So. Uh, so I'm really glad that we, we were able to get this done and stuff. In fact, I did tell April if we could move it off by 30 minutes, but I don't think she got the message on time. So anyway, I got I got home on time to be able to set it up. So, but I appreciate the fact that you know um, the um, the four of you to who to who's missing then. So I I, I thought it was about Carl Wheeler is missing okay. and LJ. Okay. 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 That's fine. I, I, as I said, as I put this out, I'm going to make sure people see the Instagram handle and the um, and 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 any of the social media so they we can follow, we can support. But as I said, more importantly, when the music's out, get ready to get people to start uh, buying and streaming, and and most importantly, see you guys live. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, appreciate you guys. Yeah. So yeah, if we could, if we could hear anything, that would be great. <laughs> what, what do you say, Elijah? I said, thanks for having us and good night over there. Yes, thanks very much, guys. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a joy, man. Definitely appreciate you guys supporting it. And uh, 
you know, doing this interview, man. We more, more, more to come. Definitely more to come. Yeah, look forward to look forward to pushing you guys. All right, Dad. Well, you know, really thank you guys. Um, thanks for for taking the time, and um, yeah, we we'll, we'll definitely be push keeping in touch. All right, thank you. All right, indeed. Take care. Thank you guys, man. God bless. One love. Okay. You there? Uh, and uh, let me stop the recording. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for being part of the Halftime Chat community. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, but most importantly, why don't you consider being a member as a way of supporting the channel, but also getting a lot of videos ahead of time, a lot of behind the scenes stuff and some exclusive content that doesn't get shared. But anyway, thanks for watching and thanks for being part of Halftime Chat.